Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yanks, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, and I'm your host, Don. Thanks for listening. Today I'm going to be talking about the Yankees escape the Houston Astros, but cracks are starting to show in the Yankee armor. So let's go ahead and get started. So the New York Yankees have been rolling along for most of this incredible 2022 season, compiling win after win, beating team after team, winning series after series, having outstanding, outstanding starting pitching, and generally getting hitting well enough to win games. Then they ran into a stretch here where they ran into a little trouble, particularly with the Astros, and I think some of the cracks are starting to show. You've heard on previous podcasts me say several times that great starting pitching covers up a lot of teams' issues, and I think that's certainly been the case here for the Yankees, and I guess when you don't get perfect pitching, you start to see some of the cracks in the armor. Against the Astros, the Yankees probably should have gotten swept. They just played the Astros in a four-game series. They won the first game after losing in the ninth inning on walk-offs. They won game four after getting no hit through seven into the seventh inning, after being no hit <laughs> in game three completely, um, with an, another comeback win, again, scoring, scoring all of their runs on home runs. So the Yankees are not really putting together enough good at-bats for quite a while now um, to win in the playoffs, and something has to change here. They've scored almost all of their runs recently on, on home runs. And even that has not been very good. Uh, they really should have lost all four games here at Yankee stadium to the Astros. If you know, they didn't get some two magical comeback wins and it is that kind of season for the Yankees, right? I mean, we could say what should have happened all the time, but the Yanks are having one of those years where just wins come from the least expected people at the least expected times. Um, on Sunday's case, delayed DJ LeMayu, Hit a two-out, two-strike home run in the bottom of the eighth inning to tie it up three to three, and the Yanks won it in extra innings. Uh, Glaber Torres, by the way, got hurt in the ninth inning um, after <laughs> friggin' Hicks struck out again, again with a runner on third and one out in the bottom of the ninth inning. The winning run is Torres sitting there at third base. It will get overlooked because everyone's going to talk about Torres' injury, but friggin' Aaron Hicks again choked like he always chokes and then struck out and Glaber Torres turned his ankle sat down in the you know baseline got tagged out for a double play but you know Hicks is you know he's the bane of my existence for the Yankees he got a big 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 home run late in the game on Thursday night to help the Yankees come back and get that first walk-off win and before that and after that, he's done dog shit. Aaron Hicks has been dog shit. So as we look through the Yankee lineup, there isn't too much to like, right? You know, DJ LeMay, is hitting a little bit, but his overall average is still pretty low. He got a couple clutch hits lately, but um, he's the only one kind of doing anything. You know, Stanton looks like completely lost at the plate. He actually has a couple home runs in the last, say, four or five games. But, you know, the rest of it's been strikeouts. He's got, like, three home runs and about nine strikeouts. That's been his at-bats, right? Um, just like Joey Gallo, except for without the home runs. Gallo's continues to be his normal disaster of self. You know, Hicks I already talked about. Uh, Judge, honestly, has not been hitting, although he got um, the walk-off single on Thursday night and the walk-off homer 
on Sunday, but he got no hits in between them or before them. Um, he's been actually struggling. So, you know, he got two gigantic important hits, but absolutely nothing else. And I mean, zero hits, you know, in the last five games other than the two walk-offs. So, um, he's struggling, right? And you have Rizzo, who's not hitting. He's 0 for his last 19. Um, DJ's doing okay. IKF, been okay, but not really hitting. Um, it's just, it, we're having Donaldson's been a disaster. And even Trevino hasn't been hitting that much lately behind the plate. So we've had a little bit of struggling pitching. Pitching has been, been perfect as lately as it has been. And you have hitting that is not scoring runs the way we need to score runs to win in the playoffs. Now, as you've heard on Jersey Guy Sports, I've said many a time this year how this great pitching can cover up some problems. And the problems that the Yankees have are multiple. They do not hit well with runners in scoring position. They do not try to just put the ball in play. Hicks and Gallo are the biggest, biggest problem children with this. Hicks kind of tries to hit a 500-foot home run no matter what the score is. And it doesn't matter. If you're down to 5 nothing, you just need a base runner. Even if you hit the ball 800 feet, it's going to be 5-1. It doesn't matter, Hicks. He simply is unable to just try to swing a normal level swing and, and try to get a single so we can build some momentum. You know, Gallo is what he is, and anyone that, you know, thinks otherwise is, is a joke. He's a disaster. But there's other people on the team, you know, and, and they're all slumping at the same time, and that becomes a problem. You know, when, when you know, you have Gallo and Hicks who are consistent disasters, but you add the fact that Rizzo is now not hitting again. And Stanton is now not hitting again. And all of a sudden, Judge isn't really hitting again. Matter of fact, from the moment he signed that, I guess, one-year arbitration settlement where he got $19 million, the Yanks offered you know, 17 He wanted 21 He settled for 19 and didn't go to arbitration. Since that point, early Thursday, he's got two hits, and that's it. They were both big ones, though, but still. Um and and we go around the infield and around the outfield and, and you heard how people are hitting. And the problem is that they need to be situational hitters, right? They need people to put the bat on the ball, maybe even bunt, maybe even hit and run. Do things that make teams win in the playoffs against outstanding starting pitching, right? Because when we face Houston and Verlander and some of the other teams and with excellent pitching in the playoffs, we're not going to be able to hit six home runs in a game. We're going to need to be able to score runs the old-fashioned way. And we have not been doing much of that this year. But again, when you get outstanding, outstanding, just grade-A pitching from your starters every single game the whole season, people don't notice that, right? And if you're not noticing the other problems now, take notice because they're going to start to play some more good teams. They're going to have to play, really play the Red Sox much at all this year. They're going to play the Astros more. They still have lots more games against Tampa and lots more games against the Blue Jays. So we'll see as the year goes on. Never mind the Mets and, and some other good teams, the Indians coming up. So the Yankees need to look at those things. They also need to look at the bullpen. The bullpen is very, very, very overrated. And I know it sounds silly to say that, but you've heard me say it before. Clay Holmes is dominant and spectacular and maybe the best reliever in baseball, hands down, right? And you've had Schmidt do pretty well when he was up. He's down in double A. <clears throat> and you've had Michael King 
be in order, fantastic, then absolutely awful, then very good again this season. And Michael Kagan is, is very good again at the moment. So he's currently pitching well, but he has not pitched well the entire season. He started out great, then could not get anybody out and blew several games. And now he's back to pitching well. But other than, say, Holmes and occasionally Schmidt and inconsistently Michael King, we have not had any consistent bullpen pitching at all. And we talked about this previously as well. We have Green, who's been awful for two or three years now and now hurt and now for the year. You have Loisega. Also hurt, but was a disaster. And people will blame his bad pitching on his injury. But he pitched very poorly this year before he was injured. Chapman hasn't pitched well in over a year. Again, everyone will blame the injury. But he wasn't injured last year. And he was a flaming pile of garbage from July on last year. And this entire season this year. So we've had many, many, many bad pitchers in in the bullpen. Peralta and, you know, the other lefty. They're okay, but again, they're not scaring anybody with that with that pen. So when people talk about the New York Yankees bullpen, they need to open their eyes, right? And Cashman needs to open his eyes. And the fact that he sent Schmidt down to uh, the minors to pick up, I don't know, Abreu, get him back on the team. That was a deal that was done the last couple days ago or something, and... I don't know. I, again, it feels like Cashman's sort of not paying attention like he hasn't been. He certainly lucked out this year with how good the starters have been. Like obviously, he didn't make any trades or anything this year, but the starters this year have happened to pitch outstanding, and, and, and that's sort of carried this team. And Judge's outstanding year has carried this team. But there are cracks in the armor. The cracks are starting to show. And I think the Yankees need to wake up and address some of these things. Now, Glaber Torres, on the positive side, has been hitting pretty well for the most part, which I'm pleasantly surprised and really happy to see. He's still an unmitigated disaster in the field. I mean, you watch him play anything. He doesn't even stop and plant and throw. He constantly throws on the runs. I think he's scared to plant and throw the ball into the stands. He's lazy. He doesn't bend over. He misses balls he shouldn't. He throws balls away. He's a terrible, lazy defender that's going to hurt us in a playoff game. You heard it here first. But he's hitting better than I thought he would. And it's funny because they keep talking about him as an all-star. He's hitting, I don't know, 250, and they're, and they're talking about him like he's hitting 350. So, uh, great. He's, he's not hitting 160 anymore. He's hitting 250. He's definitely hit better. He's had some big hits. He's hitting with power. He's doing well. No one's denying that, and it's just awesome to see, and it's helping the Yankees offensively. But he's got no position because he can't play defense, so that is going to be a problem. Um, there are cracks, ladies and gentlemen. There are cracks in the mighty New York ring Yankees. Now, let's face it. With the standings as they are, let me just take a look here. Uh, currently, the Yanks are 53-20 and 20 after Sunday's game, right? and they are 20-33 games over 500, which is just Tremendous. They're playing 726 baseball. Uh, they have an 11 game lead on the Red Sox of all teams who are in second place. And then the Rays and the Blue Jays are both 40 and 32. And even the lowly Orioles are only 34 and 40 and they're closing in on 500. So the AL East is easily far and away the best, best, best division in baseball. 
Contrast that with the Astros, who are in the West at 45 and 27. The second-place team in the West is 34 and 37, the Texas Rangers, who are three games under 500. So the Astros have a 10-and-a-half game lead because their second-place team is three games under 500, where in, in the Yankees division, they have four teams way, way over 500, and even the last-place team is closing in on 500. So the Yanks have a lot of breathing room. It's a tough division, but they have a lot of breathing room. Um, and I say that to say that the Yanks have time and availability and a trade deadline coming up to fix some of the cracks in the armor. Cashman, in my mind, is not going to fix it because I don't trust him as a general manager. I think the game's passed him by, and he's generally been a dog shit GM for the last four or five years. So I don't trust that Cashman is going to do anything to fortify this lineup. Um, the Yankees need... Someone else <clears throat> that can come in from the bullpen. Maybe Lawazga will come back and be that person. Chapman is not. He's been dog shit. Um, they need some kind of hitters that will make contact with the ball. And while Mr. Mustache, Matt Carpenter, was good for a while, I'm not sure if he's really the answer off the bench. The Yankees need some consistent hitting, and they need some consistent relief pitching as we get down here. And they need to be able to hit situationally and not strike out or pop up every time there's a second and third and one out. They need to be able to just put the damn bat on the ball and see what happens. They need to continue to try to play better defense all over the place. Their defense is another area, like their relief pen, that has been overrated. And we've talked about this, and I'm not going to get into it again, but... Um, Michael Kay in particular loves to rave about the Yankees defense, which is not dog shit, but is certainly nothing to look at. And, and I'm not going to go through it again with everyone, but it's just not. I'm sorry. Um, occasionally they make some good plays, particularly the outfield has looked a little bit better lately with the, you know, exception of Stanton, who looks lost in right field most of the time. But that's about it. In any case, uh, the Yankees are doing pretty well. They're lucky to come out of this home a series with Houston with their heads because they should have gone gotten swept four games to none. They went the entire game three and the first seven innings of game four without a hit. So uh, Sunday at, you know, three o'clock in the seventh inning of game four, they had not gotten a hit since Friday night. The fans were sitting there in the stadium at three o'clock on a Sunday. The team had not gotten a hit that entire day, the entire Saturday and part of Friday. So it had been, you know, the entire weekend, the Yankees hadn't gotten a hit. That is not the kind of offense that wins in October, right? You cannot get no hit and then almost get no hit again and claim you're a good offense. So they have to come around, start making contact, and do the things you need to do to win in October. Uh, that's really it I have for the Yankees. Um, I didn't mention in the opening, but a really quick few odds and ends about the New York Rangers. Um, Igor Shosturkin won the Vezina Trophy in a landslide victory, and it was well-deserved. Igor was far and away the best goalie in the NHL this year, and he got the trophy, and he deserved it, and good for him because he carried he carried the New York Rangers this year. Um, let's hope he continues, you know, to play great for the Rangers for the next few years because they're going to need outstanding goaltending if they're going to try to make a run at the cup here. Uh, the last thing, the Rangers re-signed Sammy Blay. They have a tough bit of cap space, you know, to maneuver. Drury, we'll see if you can do it. I'm very glad they re-signed Sammy Blay because in the short period they had him, 
He looked pretty good. He's a powerful forward. He kind of runs over people, hits everything he sees, and he looked pretty good offensively. Um, made a lot of good moves and got to the net pretty pretty well. Um, and the Rangers need that kind of more powerful forward going forward. He's only 26. He only signed for a million dollars or something. And at least it's something they got for Pavel Buchnevich in that trade. So I'm glad in, in a lot of ways that Sammy Blay has re-signed with the Rangers. So fingers crossed. We'll see what happens as the draft comes up and the Rangers lost some draft picks in some of those trade deadline trades. And we'll see how the Rangers can do going back into October when the next season starts. And that's all I have for you today. I want to thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends all about it. And I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks and have a good day.